0: Good evening and welcome to episode seventy eight of the winning agenda. Tonight our panelists include twenty fifteen regional top eight competitor Hollis hey,
1: hey, what's up, man?
0: The webmaster of the Android netrunner, comprehensive unofficial rules, Jacob Morris. hey there. Twenty fourteen Australian National Champion and twenty fourteen World's Top Sixteen competitor Jesse Marshall. Hello. And I'm your host, Brian Holland. Before we get started, Jacob, you want to uh, mention a few things about what's going up in your neck of the woods?
2: Yeah, so we have, uh, obviously, regionals are looming for everybody. And one of the cool things we're doing up here in the Pacific Northwest is uh, we're hosting... Uh, we did this last year, Evergreen Tabletop Expo. It's this big new convention. It has all of the regionals for every one of FFG's games in one roof for a whole weekend of exciting gaming. It's only $35 to get in playing a bunch of events. So... Uh, it's a really big exciting thing to come play a bunch of games with a bunch of people who are like-minded. Uh, and that'll be m-
0: So do you have to pay an uh, entry for each event or is it just $35 flat? 35
2: for the weekend. Uh if you want to oh, play that's great. yeah you, you can play in additional ones for a small fee. If most people play only like one game or two games, so uh, it's a pretty sweet deal on games uh just for a whole weekend of of a good time. And it's on uh, it's going to be in Memorial Day weekend tw- May 27th through 29th. Uh, so definitely check yeah, that, that out great. if you're in the area or even anywhere on the East Coast in general.
0: Well, what are we, are we doing? Running a cop first, guys?
2: runner let's go with do the preference. runners surely runner
0: first okay runner first we're going to talk about the runner cards of democracy and dogma so we're going to settle in for a longer one this time you would know so that let's...
3: they were at the front of the pack if you'd bought it Brian. oh <laughs> yeah i suppose so
0: yeah. <laughs> is that how we do things now from front to back we're very we're very straight and narrow very ordered uh yeah <laughs> uh so the first card is uh, an anarch card the only anarch card from the pack political graffiti it's an event run cost to zero influence three Make a run on archives, if successful, instead of accessing cards. Add political graffiti to an agenda in the corpse score area as a hosted condition counter with the text. This agenda is worth minus one agenda points. Trash political graffiti if the Corp purges virus counters. Before we get into talking about this card, I just want to ask, is it installed, and can it be trashed if it's on a card that's in a score area? Like, uh, is that a thing, Jacob, or is this... Or am I just confused?
2: Uh, No, it's just a counter sort of like um, oversight AI so it stops being a card and just
3: becomes like a counter on a card
0: oh okay yeah. so it's no different to like an agenda counter yeah. then exactly oh okay sure 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 yeah uh, Jesse what do you think of this card
3: I think this pack is one of the most powerful and pushed packs that we've seen for quite a while this card is probably the exception to that uh, <laughs> <I think. laughs> but, yeah this this card's pretty bad It. you love running archives yeah, I, I do. And, I mean, the, the condition is not difficult to satisfy. The problem is the upside that you get and whether you actually want to have the card in your deck at all. Uh, and giving the corp a, i well, I'll put it this way. The agenda points don't matter generally in the game except for the seventh one. And the problem always with giving your opponent minus agenda points, which is something that we've seen with News Team, is that if they have a way to get rid of that minus agenda point they just immediately get to seven again and everything you've done is irrelevant if they can get rid of that minus agenda point for a benefit which corps can do with things like archer and corporate town then it's even worse and which runners can do with the now with artist colony which is why news teams dropped a little bit in value so the fact that your opponent can get a benefit from the thing that you're giving them that you have put effort into playing and f- uh, fulfilling the condition of uh, and which doesn't actually actively do anything to help you win the game, I think, makes this card not very good. Wait,
0: why would you? Uh, sack, I also think.
2: Why would you sack the agenda this is attached to for an archer though? Like that seems better for me as the runner.
0: Oh, hang on. Yeah, spe- especially when you can just trash it. When yeah, you purge just for virus, virus counters. counters
2: instead, and then. <laughs> You get the points back. I misread so, this card. I must have misread this card.
0: I don't think, I don't think you misread it. It's just worth minus one agenda point. So there might be some agendas that are worth only one point, in which case the court might be like, oh, yeah, now I've got maybe. a one point agenda, I'll yeah, just sack it to my that. archer. But I mean, if the fact that, uh, I, I, the caveat that it it's trashed if the court purges virus counters in the current meta where there's very often situations where the court wants to purge anyway and this might just be more upside for them to do so. Yeah. Uh, it's, it kind of makes this card much weaker. Like, I don't mind the mon- minus one agenda point thing. It's cool that that kind of card exists, but that extra sort of caveat that drops it lower in power level again, I think, really makes it suffer. Hollis, how do you feel about it?
1: Uh, I'm on the same page, I believe. I mean, the mere fact that it's easily purgeable when, in an environment that usually every deck now is running a Cyberdex virus suite, and then fast advanced decks are running two, and sometimes three of them, to purge um, without actually taking a full turn, That means that this card is not necessarily even taxing an entire corp turn. Now, granted, I know that sounds like a tall order, asking for it to do something like that, take a whole corp turn. But the fact is that the fact that it's not that good um, makes it very difficult to play, even at zero cost, even with you know making it pretty darn easy to put it on something, um, put you know to attach it to an agenda. The fact is that I don't see it slowing down the corp enough to where um, it's it's going to be worth that that deck slot. And three influence makes it not splashable. So.
3: In in some games, it's going to be free to make a run on archives, but more and more people are icing archives, particularly in, a, in a, a meta where IG is played a bit more. And so paying money for this effect is also not particularly desirable. I think you'd only really want to play this if it was free. I think it would have been more interesting if it was, it
2: actually set the value to negative one rather than just one less. Because that would be a much more significant setback, especially if you put that on like a two-pointer, that's like a three-point swing, and suddenly you have a much wider window of things where it forces And that's something that's
3: really a must purge, yeah. yeah. And it's also something that they're not going to want to give up given the effort that they've already put into scoring it. I mean, you know, if they are getting rid of a two-for-one or a three-for-one that you've put this on... At least they can say, well, I probably got some benefit when I scored my two for one or three for one. It was probably the sort of thing I was going to be sacking to my archer or my corporate town anyway. Exactly. Um, And you've gone and put this effort into putting this card on it. So it's even more worthwhile for me to get rid of it now. Whereas if they put, if it was what you said and it swung the agenda points a little bit more, uh, then they would have to seriously consider whether the effort that they put into scoring their two pointer was worth it to get rid of it or whether the purging was. More worthwhile. But I mean again the fact that it gives the corp that choice probably limits the power level a little bit a little bit
0: more as well. Excellent. Uh, so, the first criminal card is one that makes me very upset because there is no violin in the art. It's Nero Severn, Information Broker. Identity Natural Link One Deck 45 Influence 15. Once per turn, you may jack out when you encounter a sentry. Now I've sort of been pondering knee at Nero since he was first spoiled a while back and um, we've sort of got this thing where it's similar to like the snitches of the world uh, that this ability seems to me at least very narrow but also a concession to perhaps being a newer player and not being prepared for the sort of situations. Um, Jesse, we've talked about this kind of thing quite a lot. What is, what's your take on it?
3: Yeah, I think in general you want your ID ability to be something we've spoken about this concept quite a bit as well that gives you a, an incremental benefit over the game that doesn't generally require you to build around it, um, with some exceptions. Uh, but on the runner side, in probably more so than the co-op side, you don't want to be building around your idea as much. So the ones that are, are more powerful are Kate, which just is a ubiquitous, if you're playing programs and hardware, you're getting a benefit, whichever one is. Wizard, which if you're playing against assets or anything that requires trashing, you're getting a benefit which everyone is because there's at least a Jackson in every deck which validates playing the Wizard ID Um, and it gets better and better and better the more they're playing Um, things like Noise are possibly a little bit more built around but you're still getting rewarded for playing what are the best cards in the Anarch card pool um, most of the time something like this really requires you and I guess it's a bit similar to maybe Ian Sterling or the Professor in that you really need to think about an innovative way to try and get the most out of an ability Um, and the fact that this ability doesn't even give you a benefit if you do manage to uh, turn it on, um, you're, all you're doing is not continuing your run. Um, you can try and get the benefits for jacking out from things like au revoir, get some credits doing that. But it's basically just functioning like a really bad snitch at that point. The fact that you can't get blown out by sentries, I guess, is sort of useful. But seeing as criminals have the best killers in the game anyway... You've got Fairy, you've got Mongoose, which is pretty good. Um, It's really not that great. Um, Most sentries are really, I mean, destroyers are going to be the worst ones most of the time. We are seeing more AP sentries that have more teeth, which could give this um, a little bit more legs because um, the way that you can deal with destroyers, as we all know, is by running without any rig. Whereas if you're running into AP sentries, you can cop things to the face if you do that, if you run without a rig at all. So this allows you to avoid that downside. There's always, of course, architect. Yes, and then there's the ubiquitous yeah. architects. So like this if, turns if anything,
0: this, this ability probably allows you to run a little bit more aggressively than, than you normally would because you get into a lot of situations and it's been a while since I've played Criminal when you don't have instant speed access to a lot of your breakers but you might have been able to play your barrier breaker and then you're like, well, I don't really want to run all this face down ice and risk getting a destroyer anytime soon so you, it might actually allow you to poke around and and you know, really see what's going on beforehand a bit more aggressively than you normally would have, but I still don't think that's quite worth it, even with the link. Hollis, will you be playing Nero?
1: Um, I think if I wanted to introduce a new player into the game, and the difficulty they were having is understanding when they need to like run super early, um, and try to get into that intro of, you know, be aggressive but make a calculated risk, I would definitely make a Nero deck as an example of like, hey, this gives you the option to poke around early, and the things that you would be most scared of, so things like architect and maybe Komainu and serugi and things like that, um, they won't trigger on that. Um, uh, you know, on during your first run on that turn, if you encounter it, um, he's a very safe runner. Unfortunately, if I'm looking at this card purely competitively, you know, the competitive players are going to know every single threat. They're going to have an answer for it. They're going to keep optimal hands that mitigate the risk for that threat. So Nero is less, you know, necessary as far as what its ability is doing.
3: And if we compare it to the um, the other IDs in the cycle, which are Kit and Ketzel, both of which allow you to more effectively actually deal with the ice, I think it shows yeah. that the power level is so much lower on this. I mean, you're dealing with a sentry in the sense that sentries are designed to hurt you and you stop it from hurting you, but you're not dealing with it in the sense that you actually want to, which is getting past it. Um, and proceeding with your run yeah so I, again it's one of those things that it stops you from losing which is not really where
2: you want yeah. to be but it does help cards. you win yeah,
0: yeah exactly right Jacob anything any thoughts on this card
2: pretty yeah. much agree here I mean I, I think Adam's more of a baby's first runner sort of ID because it actually tells you how to play the game but is definitely a more of a safe especially because that allows you to build a deck that has like inside job and account siphon teaches the more of the like types of threats that you want to play in the game, but other than that, yeah, I'm not super enthused by this idea.
3: I also think one other unfortunate thing that I'd like to mention is that it synergizes so badly with John Massonori, which is one of the better yeah. draw engines in Criminal, I think, still. Um, so, that, yeah, that's really unfortunate because that I find when I'm playing Gabe or Andy is actually one of the things that holds me back more than scary centuries is the fact that I don't want to take a tag from John. And this really doesn't help me deal with being more aggressive with John because it just you still take the tag when you jack out with this. So maybe there's some good jank
2: in there where you run, jack out, get au revoir money, a tag from John Masanori, and then click DLR. That's what this does. Possibly.
0: Is
3: <laughs> That may indeed be a thing.
2: (laughs) Although
0: maybe
3: you don't need Nero to make unsuccessful runs. No, you really don't. That's (laughs) That's a good point. That's the funny
0: point. Yeah. Uh, So the next card is Reflection. It's a hardware console installed to influence Two, plus one memory, plus one link. Uh, Whenever you jack out, the corp reveals one card from HQ at random, limit one console per player. I I think outside of anything else, uh, having plus one memory and plus one link for only two credits is is pretty cool, yeah, it's pretty big uh, and the ability on this seems to, I'm sure at some point there'll be a list on the front page of NetrunnerDB that plays this and three snitches and three au revoirs and whatever, <laughs> and it'll be great, and everyone will be making unsuccessful runs and drawing so many cards and getting so many credits while their opponents score agendas. Uh, Hollis, do you like this card?
1: Um. So, I think it's... no. Um. <laughs> uh, I you tried <laughs> yeah I, I tried I, I think the the extent of my discussion as far as what, how I would use reflection pretty much stems into that I, I might think about it if I was playing Geist maybe because mm-hmm. Geist wants that extra link because Geist is always running those like uh Contacts so you want to get the two link and my biggest issue with Forger though it is, is super beneficial to you know save myself from taking a tag I also think an MU that's kind of permanent an MU and a link for two credits is actually not bad um so, that being considered, that's probably the only way, only location I think I would slot this. The other ability, when you jack out the Corporate Ville's one card from HQ at random, I don't know how good that is, considering that it's uncommon as a runner, I feel, that you'll jack out um, after committing to a run, especially if you look at where this card is going to be played.
3: I think it's also worth mentioning, Jacob, the distinction between jacking out and ending the run, because a lot of people shortcut this on Jinteki, which is why I think there's going to be a problem. net. Oh, often people, when they run and they hit an end-the-run ice, they click jack out. That's not actually jacking out. Do you want to maybe just quickly run through for people what jacking out actually is? Yeah, no, that's a,
2: When they can do that's it, That's a actually. really good yeah. point,
3: yeah, because I see that all the time on Genteki 2,
2: and it's really up to the corp needs to be the one ending the run because they're the only ones who have that power. Uh, jacking out specifically is only after you pass a piece of ice, you have an opportunity to jack out or continue before you get to the next one. Uh, or also right before you access the server as well before it becomes successful uh so those are like the only specific things that allow you to or allow you to jack out outside of like
3: snitch uh so don't and nero yeah and yeah the card that we just discussed yeah so you need to make the choice to jack out before the corp rezzes the ice yes before you approach the ice exactly
2: yeah no because it's sort of the thing that locks you into the next step of the run right because the the decision you're making is will I jack out or will I continue um so that's kind of your last chance before you get to that next piece of ice uh, and at that point and before
3: the cop chooses to res exactly
2: right that would be yeah. the last point before then you're locked in and they can like res batty or the ice or whatever thing they're going to do and you don't get to like go back after that
0: yeah, I think there's, gonna, there's maybe some edge cases where you can use this just for its effect. Like, uh, you can run a server that has no ice and jack out just to essentially spend the click to get the culture to reveal a card from HQ at random, but it's still not fantastic, I don't think. I think if anyone's going to be playing that, it's because they really want the the memory and the link for the, in, the, in the one spot for the cheap cost.
3: It also anti-synergizes with all of the <coughs> criminals on successful run
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it yeah, doesn't exactly. anti-synergize right. yeah. so
2: much as just doesn't synergize at all. Sure, well, it, do, yeah. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't incentivize it. Yeah. you to play yeah. them,
0: right? Like, yeah,
2: I, yeah. Really, the biggest thing for me is just how efficient it is, cost-wise. Like this, I think yeah. you just—if you ever consider not playing Desperado or you're not playing Geist—then this is probably a pretty good console to play for, like any other criminal. Like, I wouldn't see playing this over Boxy personally. Is you're not really going to need that plus one that last memory that Boxy gives you.
0: The next card is Spy Camera. It's a hardware console. It's a hardware consumer grade. Install zero influence one. It has click. Look at the top x cards of your stack and arrange them in any order. X is the number of copies of Spy Camera installed. And you can trash it to look at the top card of R and D. Limit six per deck. Uh, the click ability is you know sort of just the the. Cool caveat thing you have for playing lots of consumer-grade items. I think the nut in this card is the trashing ability to just look at the top card of R&D. We've seen it, quite a few of these look at the top card or reveal the top card of R&D effects before, and they usually come at quite a high cost. The fact that I, you, the core player doesn't get to see the card, is that's correct, right, Jacob? Yeah. It's just you get yeah, to look you at look it. It's, it's not, not, you're revealed, not revealing it, yeah. right? Yeah, that's correct. I think that really makes this card quite interesting. Uh, Hollis, how do you feel about it?
1: Like Basically, they the consumer grid hardware tends to be pretty unimpressive. And I feel like this might be the best one we've seen thus far. Um, it's pretty clear that its primary use here is supposed to be used um, uh, you know, with Geist um, so that you could basically get a large amount of trash abilities that will allow you to get free cards, allow you to gain credits from cards like Tech Trader. Um, beyond that, I really don't see a huge, huge use for this card if for no other reason but because criminal decks are known for running heavy amounts of R&D access cards as far as like RDIs. Um, so as a result, you could make the run and look at two to three cards from RDIs, things like that, as opposed to merely just looking at the top card. A card like this favors Geist because if you're using the Shiv Crowbar Spike Suite, you can't really afford to make a run on every single turn. Um, so sometimes it's better just to look at that card and determine if the run's necessary at that point.
0: Yeah, so I think- yeah, obviously, if you're playing this in Geist, the clickability is is better because Criminal have that card selection, and you can sort of set up the next draw you have for when you trash something, which is probably not as terrible as if you if if you were planning on uh, drawing a card using a click or you know using a click ability. Whereas Geist has a lot of off-click card draw. Yeah, and it's obviously uh, Jacob-
2: like really strong with things, or at least synergistic with like if you're playing Street Peddler, which you should be in Geist. Uh, this is great for setting up those because then you can, you know, oh, yeah. uh, mm. set up what you're going to get on your street peddler, and then also set up your next like, so many draws afterwards. And the other great thing about it too is the trash itself. Look at the top card of R&D. As long as R&D still has cards in it, that always changes the game state. So you can just do this whenever you want, and that's pretty good in Geist, being able to do that.
0: Mm. Yeah, I,
3: yeah, yeah. I, I just want to say on this, I think um, it is. Reasonably efficient. And I think this is sort of, as Hollis said, maybe not the best. I think Netchip is pretty good for what it does. But this is probably the most flexible consumer-grade hardware we've seen so far and the most generally useful. Um, So it gets better... As you have more, so I think once you have three or four, each one you install becomes a click to install, and then a click to use. So two clicks, zero credits. You get to look at the top three or four cards of your stack, rearrange them, and in Geist you get to look at the top card of R and D and draw a card and maybe gain credits if you've got the um, resource from the last set um, in your deck. So, what's it called?
0: Tech Trader. Tech
3: Trader, yeah, if you've got Tech Traders in your deck. So I think at that point it becomes really quite efficient at getting you through your deck and doing the things that you want to do, and it's something that is really worth considering having your deck. I think it, go- it goes really well in Geist. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that it is one of the easiest ways we've seen so far in the game to combo with Eureka. Um, so if there is something that you really want to install uh, cheaply from the top of your deck uh, for a discount of ten that is very expensive then you can use your spy cameras to do it, only it- and Windfall you know, only Oh you've got to shuffle windfall. your deck with Windfall yeah. don't you oh my god that, that card is terrible so sorry <laughs> oh my god yeah but Eureka yeah you can be playing your Blackguards perhaps or something like that I don't know if yeah. that's a thing
0: It's yeah. kind of cool yeah uh, okay the next card is one I've been excited about for a long time now it's Political Operative it's Resource Connection Install 1 Influence 1 Install only if you've made a successful run on HQ this turn it has the ability Trash and pay the trash cost of a rest card, trash that card. Now, straight off the bat, before we get into it, Jacob, if I'm playing wizard, can I use my wizard credits to pay the cost of this ability? No,
2: you cannot. You are... Oh! You'd, be, you'd be spending <laughs> your credits on using an ability, not spending your credits trashing cards. So, okay. Yeah.
0: Alright. That is good to know. I'm glad the answer was <clears> that <throat> way. Uh, how, do, how do we feel like this card? Jesse?
3: yeah I really like this when I mentioned the power of the pack at the start I think this is one of the cards that really pushes that it's very cheap only one to play the condition of running HQ before you play it uh, can make turns a little awkward and is reminiscent of its predecessor um unregistered SNW w35 the fact that you can you, you are going to be running HQ as criminals to do your siphon leg work whatever else. Um, means that you can have this in play for quite a while having it on the board is not giving away too much um you don't necessarily need to play it on the turn you want to use it although that can be useful tactically sometimes uh and it is good against such a wide range of things so it's good against the defensive upgrades because uh, as soon as they're resed you can snipe them you have to raise caprice you know before the last piece of ice uh so you can kill the caprice Later, before after they... B- yeah. B- yeah, so after the first one's res, but before they have a chance to res the next one. So they can't just have two Caprices installed in the server to get around it. Um, and uh, ash is a little bit harder. Like, they can have two Ashes, I think, Jacob. And after you kill the first one, res the next one, because they're still in a paid ability window.
2: Um, you mean, so if I, so- I res the ash right before they access
3: and then try yeah. to res the next and, one. yeah, And then no, I use political operative, works. then... Yeah. The corp can res another one, yeah. So they can double ash you, but they can't double-crease you, which is kind of good. Um, But the fact that it has a lot more applications than that as well, I think it's really, really good against Sansan. Criminal is one of the factions that's... Well, the faction that struggled the most to use Clot, Uh, and this gives you another option to new to Sansan, because after they install and advance, you can kill the Sansan.
0: Yeah, yeah. Instant-speed trashing is quite good.
3: Which is very good, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure it's got a million other uses besides. Yeah, it
0: does. A lot of really cool things like that. Yeah, and I think, you know, playing this early and just having it sit on the board isn't a bad thing. Like, the corpse, either they're going to react to one of two ways. Either they're going to play their game as normal as if you hadn't played it because they have to try and win, or they're going to for some reason be like oh well I'm going to try and find a way to you know not have to use my caprices because my opponent's just going to trash them so I think it poses quite a good threat like that like the threat of activation as you'd refer to it in, in magic sorry one other thing okay, I yeah, just quickly want to yeah, mention
3: sure. is um, Jackson Howard it forces them yeah. to use their Jacksons proactively because you're always threatening to kill them so they can't pitch agendas which is really yeah. really powerful
0: and yeah it's not like when you run the Jackson and they have the window to use it that you can do this at any point so they really need to try and use it as soon as they can yeah Hollis
1: I'll only add that it's 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 very nice to see a card that's um, helping the uh, you know criminal decks because we know criminal has been um, they've been lagging a little bit behind the curve. Some would say a lot, a bit behind the curve, comparatively to anarchs and shapers. So it's nice to see something that throws in more power um, into the criminal faction.
0: And it's very aggressively costed at one influence and one yep. credit. Do we think we'll see the splash in anything?
2: I think you'll want to you'll definitely see it at least in anarch because it helps with Chrissium Grid, which is often a problem for them. Uh, I, I don't know that you see it in Shaper. It might be useful, maybe. But there's cards later on in this pack that also do similar things, too. So
3: Yeah, and oh, um, one thing that might be worth discussing as well, just as a rules question, Jacob, is uh, if I, I can't hostage for this if I haven't made a successful run on an HQ, can I?
2: Uh, that's yeah, correct. You well, you can sell hostage for it. You just can't install it off of the hostage, because hostage can yeah, it put it. It yeah. puts it in your hand first, so you can go find it. Yeah. You just can't. Okay.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so the first shaper card is Sadiojata. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct correctly. It's a program icebreaker AI dava install for memory one strength two influence two. It has the abilities one credit. Break ice subroutine on a piece of ice with three or more subtypes, one credit plus one strength, and two credits swap Sadio jata with a Deva program from your grip. Uh, unless I'm missing some sort of shape of shenanigans that I'm unfamiliar with, this first ability is extremely narrow, and uh, isn't something I really want to play. Jesse, as the the green man around here, do you like this AI breaker?
3: Um, well, subtypes, uh, a lot of ice do have multiple subtypes, so this would work on NHE 1.0, for example. Um, oh,
0: right, three more subtypes. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, that's cool. We so we include it.
3: things like Tracer, IP, Sentry.
0: I was literally just thinking of Rainbow, but that's okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Remember that, <laughs> yeah. The,
2: yeah. <laughs> ice is the main type, and Sentry, Codegate, and Barrier count against them, so.
3: So I, I, there are quite a few ice. I mean you know, I'm just looking across a few cards on my desk. Um, Neural Katana is a century AP, so it wouldn't work on that. But anything that is going to do damage and trace people is going to have the main type and then Tracer and the subtype for the effect of the trace, whether it's AP or Destroyer. Um, so that's going to uh, affect quite a large section of the ice pool. Uh, this also works with Tinkering and um, paintbrush because they both add subtypes to ice. They don't take away the subtype they already had. So it, it'll work with tinkering and paintbrush on any ice that has two or more subtypes, which broadens it out to an even larger number of ice. The fact that it's an AI, we know how um, powerful AI are. This is a four cost, two strength AI. And if we can assume that it's going to work with a paintbrush, on maybe you know 60 to 70% of ice, that's just off the top of my head, I haven't actually done that calculation, um, then one to pump, one to break is a very decent ratio to have. So this could be something that we see slotted into Shaper decks as your sort of fourth MU. Uh,
2: it also, of course, works with Kit and um, Panchatantra, which are some great green cards as well. Uh, I think the strength of this mostly relies on what the other Devas are. Uh, uh-huh. because if you can swap in something that is also equally as useful when you need it, without having to pay the install cost, that seems pretty decent.
1: By itself, I'm on very much on the fence. I'd like to know. I, I'm I'm on that that side where I'd like to know what all the Davos are doing. Like basically collectively, if they cover ninety percent of of ice, then that's awesome. Because that means now you can you have these this unique option to swap them interchangeably as a paid action window and, you know, almost uh, sort of like chameleon, right? Like swap it out as you need them. Um, My worry would be how often would I be swapping these out, you know, if if it came to that. Um, I would, my personal judgment of the card is going to be more of a wait and see sort of standpoint until I see what the other devas are up to.
3: I feel like the condition is not so limited that this is going to be bad. Um, I mean, if you look at Atman, the conditional break on Atman, you're paying a whole lot of credits, you're limiting yourself to one particular strength. Um, You're not going to be breaking usually more than 60 or 70% of the ice on the board. Sometimes you'll get really lucky, but that's probably the average. Um, I don't think this is going to be that much worse than Atman and generally it's going to cost you less up front. So while it's not as customizable as Atman, uh, I think it's and it's it, you can't be guaranteed to hit at least one thing in that this will only hit a subtype that's pre-existing rather than being customizable um I, I think it's still got sufficient power that it's worth considering whether it's better than Atman, i don't know and that's going to also depend on what sort of ice is played and what other tools as jacob mentioned you know pancha tantra a kit or a tinkering and paintbrush you're playing uh but i think it's got potential it's important to note That
2: this swap Doesn't say that The new card is installed So it doesn't actually count As installing the new card When you swap them
0: Oh I was going to say That would be cool Because you could get Yeah so like many, Or something It seems to be like A one credit discount With um Uh what's that card Scheherazade The zero cost No 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 That but the uh Tech Rider Tech Rider Oh yeah, yeah totally Yeah 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 yeah, so that doesn't work. No, that doesn't okay, work. that's upsetting. Uh, yeah, you're swapping them. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're just swapping them in place. Whereas like Midori or something like that says
3: the new card is installed in the swap. So yeah. Uh, and can you swap from any other zone other than in play? No, I think it just says from your bin. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: No, no. But if if uh, if Sajir jada is in your bin and for whatever reason you want it in your hand, oh. can you pay this ability yeah, to m- put the <coughs> swap it with a Deva in your grip? Yeah. No,
2: you can't do that because it's not active in the bin.
0: Yeah, you thought you can to activate it, yeah. The first neutral runner card is Freedom Through Equality, and that is in inverted commas, so I assume they mean it ironically. It's an event, current, cost three, influence zero. This card is not trashed until another current is played or an agenda is scored. When you steal an agenda, add Freedom Through Equality to your score area as an agenda worth one agenda point. Jesse, is the cost of this card worth playing?
3: Well, I don't actually think this is meant ironically, Brian. I think it's quite serious, actually. Um, Freedom Throw a call. No, I think it's a slogan. I think it's you know quoting <laughs> yeah. it because that's the I know that's I the know. campaign yeah. slogan. <laughs> um, and I think it's also worth pointing out that it seems like what's going on here is that the clones are covering up their barcodes. I think we discussed that previously. So, yeah, quite a quite a lot of symbolism going on here. Seems like a pretty significant event um, in the whole.
0: Also, if a human was out there with their hand on the back of your neck, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference.
3: Yeah, and that so they're all free because they're equal.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: <coughs> which is interesting. Um, yeah, so r- great flavor on this card. Uh, playability-wise, three is a lot for a current. Um, three is, I think, the upper end of what we've seen on currents so far, and it's certainly even for an event generally. At the upper end, I think, of what you'd be willing to pay for an event that doesn't give you any economy. Um the, uh, the benefit of it that when you steal an agenda you get an extra point is actually really quite good I think for runners because there's there are a lot of times when you can be reasonably certain that you're going to be stealing an agenda and you can be reasonably certain that if you're not stealing an agenda on that turn the corpse is very unlikely to be scoring an agenda the next turn to kill this uh, so that if for that reason I think it's quite good that downfall of it a little bit is that a lot of the times when the corp is going to try and score out an agenda and you as the runner are trying to sort of make yourself look poor and hold back the short gamble and make them think that you can't get into the remote when actually you can the three credits might actually be the difference between whether you can or can't get in so in those situations when it's an, in a remote that you're hoping to steal the agenda um, this might be a little bit too expensive to be consistently useful but certainly in decks that are be going to be digging in centrals and trying to score agendas that way, uh, I think this could see some play, uh, particularly if you've got things like clot that are going to prevent the court from just scoring an agenda in response if you if you miss.
2: I think it's slightly more flexible, kind of like what Jesse was saying. Than uh, say, fear the masses. I believe it was called. That's the one where you, it's a priority, and if you. Steal an agenda, you get seven points. Or if you access an agenda, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So this is because like it can kind of stick around for a little bit longer. Um, but my biggest problem with this is actually that runners don't really play currents and corpse do, so it's it's uh, a yeah. little bit more likely, likely that they can just away. play their own current rather than scoring. It would be my big concern.
0: Yeah, go the, away. yeah, three credits that you threw into this is not going great. Yeah, How else are you're going to be slewing up three of these and slotting them into your decks.
1: Uh, up three, I don't know. Uh, I kind of, I'm going to be honest, I really want to, I really want to play with this card a fair bit, just because, you know, any is still very, is still very common, and you know, sometimes when you play against, you know, um, fast events decks, or really any deck, right, you're going to, you're going to play a, um, have a series of turns where you're going to be making, um, a run that hits, you know, two and three cards at a time, like a Maker's Eye or RDIs. This card seems to really leverage that advantage, um, where you like play something like a maker's eye, or you make an RDI run, um, and basically, you know, you score the bill. Well, there's three points, and here's the breaking news, and that's two points. And to me, like just knowing that can happen is nuts. Yeah, that's yeah, especially nuts. when you got to go so fast.
2: Yeah. Neh is fast. You got to go fast. This could help you accelerate that. Yeah. That's pretty. That's a good point.
3: And I think the downside of this um, in Shaper is that you've got um, notoriety in Faction already, which is arguably easier to trigger in the early game um, and and against decks like NEH that you're trying to race. But I think the the where this does well is that it is only one click to install, whereas notoriety, you've got the click to play, plus you've got to spend the other clicks running the other servers. Um, you know this does re- require a run with it, but then you've got two other clicks that you could be doing other things with. So it's it's more flexible in that sense, um, and possibly more powerful, although less consistent.
0: Yeah. Uh, the next runner card is Akshara serene It's neutral resource connection, install zero, influence zero. Each player has one additional click to spend it during his or her turn. Jacob, before we get into this one, do I gain the click the moment I play this, or? do I have to wait until next turn to have my five click run a turn?
2: Yeah, uh, just like all other additional click things as soon as you have the ability, you have the click to spend because your clicks are tracked uh, basically as two numbers, one how many do you have and one how many have you spent. And it's not until those numbers are equal that you're done.
0: So, essentially the the first turn you play this, it's for a free click. Yep. So, it's, you, yeah. yeah. Okay. click neutral that's, basically. That's that's good. That, that doesn't mean the corp gets four clicks on, you know, uh, before you get your extra one uh jesse we had a very lengthy discussion about the uh addition and subtraction of clicks a couple uh, actually in our last pack review how does this one sort of shape up obviously having a five click turn as the runner is fantastic and we've seen some very steep costs for that kind of effect in the past but giving the corp a four click turn you know is can be really problematic so how do you how do you feel about it
3: yeah i actually just think this card stacks up horribly um if you compare this to any other symmetrical effect so say howling mine effect which is so it's a gatherer magic card i shouldn't be mentioning but the the reason that a card like howling mine which appears terrible which is a a card that makes at the end of each player's turn sorry the beginning of each player's turn they draw a card, right? That card can be good if you are able to leverage the card that you're drawing more than your opponent is. That's generally how you make symmetrical effects good. Even something like Apocalypse, you're getting rid of the whole board. Um, But if losing their whole board is far more damaging for the corp because they're playing a horizontal asset deck and they've spent turns and turns and turns setting it up, whereas you've got not much in play, then you're coming out ahead from the Apocalypse. The problem for Akshara Serene is that an extra click for the runner is not worth very much at all. It's worth zero credits and a resource in all nighter uh an extra click for a corp is worth four credits and a card um so it's far more valuable and the reason for that the reason they're costed that way is that you know you've got a card like joshua b that even in a dlr deck where you the tags are actually an upside and you're getting the extra click every single turn it's sort of like a marginal benefit that's just giving you this extra mill from dlr like it's good but it's not amazing whereas a mandatory upgrades or a director Haas is incredibly powerful because it changes the whole equation for corps it's the difference between waiting an extra turn to score your agendas or scoring them on that turn Um, so I don't see how this card at the moment can possibly be leveraged by the runner to be more valuable than for a corp being able to score their uh, agendas more efficiently and more quickly Um, but there may be some use in the future where having those extra clicks as the runner, whether it is for something like Apocalypse to be able to do that more consistently. If there's enough effects like that that require you to be spending four clicks in order to play, um, this might be useful.
0: Yeah, giving the corp any corp the ability to score out of hand essentially at no real cost seems like a major caveat. Uh, Hollis, do you like Akshara?
1: I think for sure if you're running an MBN deck or an HP deck, you're probably going to run a 3x of Akshara Serene. Um, <laughs> she works really well. Um, like, everyone else has hit the no pretty well on the head, right? Like, I mean, that one click goes so much farther for the corp than it does for the runner here. Um, the best thing about Akshara Serene, in my opinion, is that she is just Minder Serene's sister. Oh, I was just going uh, to <laughs> oh, say that. <laughs> and
0: they're uh, apparently... And didn't she... Spoilers, spoilers. Didn't she die on one of the card art? Didn't she, we see a card art where she's freedom dead? Freedom through equality. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. not freedom through equality.
2: Uh, price of freedom.
0: The price of progress or something like that? No? Nice. I don't know,
1: spoilers. Yeah. So, I mean, well, it's not nice that she's dead. Don't get... That All came out right. wrong. But, um... But no, I, I like that it's thematic. But, you know, just the the effectiveness of this card, I'm probably never slotting this. Um, I can... I'll probably make some jank that's like Akshara and... What's the... Other one that costs Rachel eight. Beckman. Yeah, it's going to Rachel be co- Beckman. It's going to be called Girls Night Out, and it's just going to be me getting <laughs> six clicks. Per
0: six turn. clicks, is, and being like sick. I'm going to gain six credits again. Past turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: what
3: you got? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can play the
0: uh, you can play the other card, which I'm sure people are going to be upset that we didn't mention that was in the last pack, which uh, gives the corp minus one click to spend on the next turn. So the idea would be that you get the upside, and as long as you have that other card to play, obviously not every turn, then you can take the upside away from rally. Yeah. yeah. You take yeah. the
2: upside away from both of you, so it's like a really good trade, right?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, cuz <laughs> you're essentially using your click to play that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that does kind of suck. So, yeah, so that's a numbo to everybody who was screaming <laughs> on Reddit at me for not mentioning that. Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> and it only works for one turn anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, think, final thoughts, Jacob, on
2: I think the best Akshar. thing about Akshara is that she costs 0. So like Yeah. Yeah. She's really good to sell to AOPs, which I'm not sure what that means, but uh, <laughs>
3: so you can cycle her for three credits, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah. which is great.
0: Yeah. I don't
2: know. I did Plus it. I did it in the draft, and it was not good. I lost every game that I played. <laughs> no, in. Just, we'll,
0: we'll just, just on that, Jacob. If at the beginning of my turn I sacrifice, I, I sell her to Aesops. Uh, do I still get the click, or because she's no longer in play, yeah, I don't she, have it? Exactly. Yeah. No. That, okay. That's which right,
3: could then. get interesting because if you could have something on a street peddler that would allow you to sacrifice a resource or trash your own resource, then halfway through their turn, when they're going to score out their 3 for 2, you could trash your Aksara using whatever that other outlet is without the corp knowing that not, you're able to do to that. Not to mention
0: that having Aksara on a street peddler is really, really good as well, it is particularly if you had a way to destroy her before the corpse turn. I was about to say, maybe something... Inst- installing her off-click would be pretty good, yeah. I was about to
2: say something maybe in Apex, but she's not virtual so never mind
0: uh so the final runner card is councilman it's a neutral resource connection install zero influence zero whenever the corp reses an asset or upgrade you may pay credits equal to its res cost and trash councilman if you do de-res that asset or upgrade the corp cannot res it for the remainder of this turn similar effect to political operative um so i'm going to assume jacob that you also can't no no you can't use de-resing and not trashing it ignore me a similar effect to political operative, how does it stack up against regular uh sort of defensive upgrade uh like combat?
2: So the weird thing to keep in mind here is that as a triggered ability, this will actually interrupt something unlike political operative. Political operative you have to have on the board, uh, and ready to use in a paid ability window, like right after they've rezzed it or before it's gonna be useful. But Councilman like Say you're gonna pop Jackson. You as soon as you res him, councilman can de him before you get the chance to even, you know, remove him from the game for the
3: shuffle effect. So it's the same speed as damage prevention, is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if you want to think of oh, that's it that pretty way. cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the, the zero zero cost Jackson does make sense. So I go to res it, you're like, not nah, keep him unresed. Yeah. That could actually be that was really actually the first way I used this yeah. when I was
3: testing it. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. It was just like, no, I don't want you drawing cards this turn. And it's actually good. Yeah, usually people want
2: to draw cards for a reason, so...
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, so in terms of how good I think it is generally, um, it deals... This one is more easy for the Corp to play around, I'll put it that way. It's more easy for them to, particularly if they have Breaker Bay, um, if you've got your Councilman sitting on the board, for them to just raise their Caprice on the Breaker Bay for zero credits a couple of turns before or the turn before they actually want to use it. Um, and then you've got to choose whether you want to use your councilman or let them have it if you've got councilman and political operative obviously you can have uh, choose, get them yeah. <laughs> whichever way they do it yeah which is good but then you have to have both councilman and political operative in your deck which is a lot of slots yeah um there's always so, course, the...
0: but how disruptive
3: <laughs> yeah so this is probably more than political operative um useful on the turn that you actually want to run or sorry you know if you're using it against defensive upgrades so the the term that they install advance advance it's better for you to you know install your councilman then on your first click before you run but then they can just get around that by again preemptively raising when you haven't got a councilman on the board uh so the way you can deal with that is by maybe having two councilmen, <laughs> one in your hand and one on the board, um, and having more of them in your deck, so in that sense it does deal with it, or as I said, playing councilman and political operative deals with it. But I think, like political operative, this card will see play and is good, because it doesn't just deal with defensive upgrades, uh, it deals with a whole other range of things as well, Sans-Sans, uh Jacksons. The fact that you have to pay the cost, I think, makes it not as good, but it does importantly deal really well with hostile infrastructure as well in the current metagame um, if you're playing apocalypse and you're worried about them raising hostile infrastructure you can make your three runs with your councilmen safe in the knowledge that you can just de their the hostile infrastructure if you need to before you play your apocalypse um, and it also just deals well with it with some of those problematic cards in the sort of ig decks generally in that you can keep them at bay for a key turn At some point, if you need to.
0: It's also important to note that bureaucracy and red tape have been weaponized. Just didn't want to let that one go over anyone's (laughs) heads. That
3: that is true. Yeah.
1: I think I really like the card for its ability to to hose some very common strategies. Um, In most cases, I think I would prefer political operative. Um, But as you guys have already stated, this card does some unique things versus uh, CI, um, it basically prevents them from comboing out if this card is out because they won't be able to trigger the Jacksons as they go through their interns into ex- more accelerated diagnostic shenanigans. Um, if you're playing a deck with Clot, it prevents them from being able to use CVS the moment they want to try to fast advance through the Clot. Um, so while it is sort of like, it's, it's uniquely limited, it also is very well set to deal with specific, true decks that are getting played competitively right now, which I love about it. It's niche. And it actually is can be very impactful versus those matchups.
0: So with that being the final runner card from the pack, uh, any final thoughts on what the runner side of democracy and dogma is looking like? Like we've seen quite a few powerful cards in, in in this side, and a couple of questionable ones, which which is fine.
3: Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I think political operative, sadjaya, sorry Sadyojata, um, freedom through equality, and councilman are all. Playable, worth trying out, and do interesting things. Um, you know, Sadio Jada is an interesting icebreaker. It does deals with ice in different ways. Freedom through quality can give you that sort of burst as the runner in terms of scoring, which is something that we haven't been to, we haven't seen runners be able to do as effectively before. Um, and political operative and councilman, I mean the commentators at worlds last year were talking about these cards particularly councilman as answers to caprice and ash when food coats was running rampant so the metagame's been waiting for these effects for quite a while and it's going to be really interesting to see how corp decks adapt and also how widely they're taken up by runners
2: yeah i I generally agree overall i think this pack and well the the corp cards especially when we get to those are all pretty meta defining and this here is also stuff that's I think really setting us up as well like Saju Jata is definitely maybe not super useful right now but going to set us up for some cool stuff um, and obviously Spy Camera, Reflection like a bunch of other cards sort of seem interesting and they're just waiting for someone to build a cool deck around and that's going to be really interesting to see how it shakes out.
3: It's nice to see good effects like Spy Camera coming in for Geist too. Like, just more yeah. things that Geist can use exactly. so that yeah, the decks so aren't too. so same-same. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm actually excited to try out Geist with a bunch of Spy Cameras, maybe. Uh, I'm more likely to be putting the deck together and be like, wow, I don't have a six-sloth spare for this stupid thing. But, like, yeah, it's, it's, good. it's good that it exists. And, the and you fact don't have to play six. You don't have to play six, like No, like, and
3: you can play f- even four or five. Oh, um, wow, yeah. And you've got uh, Political <laughs> Operative... In your in the yes. pack as well, which it's is another trash silly. effect. Yeah. Yep. So more so more synergy for Geist.
0: Hollis, any final thoughts?
1: Um, what I like the most about this pack is, often when you look at you know um, packs as they release, we look at these cards as they release. There are cards that are very clearly like not you know you don't slot this, you can't play it. It's very practically unplayable. And I felt like this pack had not only cards that were playable, but a lot of cards that I think I am very much on the fence on and would be happy to play with. To find out how good they are. Examples were, you know, freedom through equality. And other examples to that to me are things like spy camera and things like reflection in geist. I would like to see. I kind of want to play with those options and see if maybe they're really worth um, their inclusion. And I'd like to be. I'd like to be satisfied. I, I. I mean, if if it comes down to it, I end up in a scenario where freedom through equality is one of the only reasons to ever really play a current as a runner. I would love that because right now, if for the, for the most part for me. If it's not hacktivist or employee strike. Employee strike, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even it does it's not even worth considering. This is a super expensive current, but it seems like it can just give you the game. I mean, the ability to just take advantage of that can be so powerful.
2: Yeah. Most netrunner cards are usually much more easily divisible. Right? You know whether it's good or usable and or bad. Uh and these are a lot more ambiguous. Which is cool. I think that's sort of like the designers are starting to surprise us a little more. Almost. <laughs> Which is like, you know, it's it's, it's, a, it's a fun part to be in. It reminds me of, you know, when we first started playing and started seeing Genesis Cycle coming out, when it just feels new. It just feels exciting. Fresh.
0: In the meantime, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so at thewinningagenda.gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Winning Agenda and go like us on Facebook at like pages of the Winning Agenda. Until next Monday, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you very soon. Bye.
1: See you guys. Bye.
2: See ya.